0: Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. Hey everybody, welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Uh, I am here to help you today. Uh, to get you and your youth ministry moving forward uh, That's what this podcast is for, it's what it's about It's uh, it's about you guys and finding some encouragement today On how you can uh, keep things moving forward I'm a big fan of progress, right? I, I You know, it's we get discouraged when we're not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel And hopefully today we can share a little bit of light that will get you uh, on the road Uh, to both your personal uh, success in the ministry, as well as your youth ministry's success. And ultimately, God gets the glory for both of those. So uh, before I get into today's podcast, I want to ask you guys for something. I'm doing a show next week uh, called What's My Job? What's My Job? And um, the deal is that we're going to be talking about job descriptions and how there is a big differential between what the job description is and maybe what we're called to do. Uh, And that's both, you know, we we say, well, our calling would match the job description, wouldn't it, Paul? Not necessarily. I mean, we'd want to find that. Ultimately, we'd want to find the best match for that. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, sometimes we find ourselves with job descriptions that don't match anything we're we're any good at whatsoever sometimes. And uh, so I want to do a show about that. So if you will send me, if you're willing to send me your job description description, uh, that the church has given you, or any it's, whether the, it's the current church that you're at, or whether any job description you've ever received, and feel free to highlight it. Feel free to circle things on it that says this is ridiculous, <laughs> this is not me at all, this is what I've had to do, and then and maybe make some marks or comments on it. That says this is these these are the things that I felt like I was called to do, and these are the things I had to deal with. And so hopefully we will talk about job descriptions, callings. Uh, We'll talk about uh, all those kind of things and how to operate within that kind of system when your job description does not match your calling and how to either work around that or uh, get out of it or change it or whatever it may be. So if you will send that to thedprojectatme.com, that's thedprojectatme.com, that would be uh, fantastic because I would love to look at it, share it, and hopefully we would all uh, gain a little bit of perspective and gain some uh, wisdom from that. But today, today I want to talk about... Uh, the personal habits, the habits of successful youth workers, and um, this is taken from. I'm going to be sharing from two um, two articles here. Uh, the first one is uh, an article uh, called "26 Habits of 500 Millionaires." Now, where this came from? Give me a little background here. Uh, it's from, by the way, Business Insider, and all those. By the way, all this will be in the show notes. Uh, when we uh, when I post this and so forth uh, but this came out of a speech uh, made by Napoleon Hill uh, who was friends with Andrew Carnegie and Andrew Go- Carnegie and Napoleon Hill got together and uh, and basically Hill became a um, uh, you know a surrogate in some ways to express these principles that Carnegie had so what he did was he uh, Car- um, uh, Napoleon Hill had written a book called think and grow rich so this is not anything about that this is not about growing rich or anything like that in that perspective but what I'll be doing is drawing some of these principles into what I what I think are key to uh, whether any kind of position you're in but but in your youth ministry position why this is important um, and then uh, these are from a uh, a speech that Carnegie gave I'm sorry the speech that Napoleon Hill gave um, called your right to be rich and of course I'm not talking about any of those things about his philosophy. I'm not concerned about all that. Uh, what I'm concerned about are the habits of youth workers. And many times the habits uh, of youth workers can be very poor. And then they, we find ourselves, I know I can speak for myself that you know as a youth worker, that uh, what caused most of my problems or many of my problems, I should say, um, in the field that I was in or in the job that I was in is I simply had poor habits. I simply did not do the things I was supposed to be doing, and I focused on other things, and that brought me dismay and uh, problems and issues, and hopefully I'll be able to share some of those through, um, uh, through this today that may help you. Hopefully my, I'm hoping that my, uh, my dismay and my problems and issues will somehow bring you hope. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so that's, my, that's my, my failures will bring you success. That's my goal today. Um, so let me get into it real quick, and I'm not going to do all 26, by the way. I just want to give you the top 10. Okay. I'm going to give you what I would say the top 10 are for uh, youth workers, something you could do. Now, what I would encourage you guys to do, uh, first of all, listen to this podcast all the way through. And second of all, go back and replay it and to it when you have a piece of paper or something handy. Begin to take notes down because I always find that when I'm taking notes for a podcast or anything like that, I tend to get a little bit more out of it. And I allow the Holy Spirit to kind of speak to me on certain subjects. And when the Holy Spirit hits me, I mean, I just make a note of that and write that down and say, man, that's got to be the deal there. So we'll do that. All right, so let me give you the top 10 from the 26, um, the 26 principles of millionaires and so forth, okay? Number one, um, they have a definitive purpose, okay? Um, They have a definitive purpose purpose. In other words, they know why they exist. Uh, these millionaires and so forth uh, know why they exist, know why they're on the planet, know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and if you're a young uh, youth worker out there, you're you know, whether young or old maybe, you're still questioning that and say, why am I here? Uh, but the goal is this, is if you can begin to explore and say, look, why am I here? Why am I at this, this church at this time, at this moment? I believe I'm at the church I'm at currently now. Number one, it's a fantastic church. Number two, the students are outstanding and they're growing in the Lord. and But number three, I believe it allows me and gives me the space and time to actually do podcasts like this, YouTube videos, uh, without taking away anything from the ministry at all. It's integrated. So when I know my purpose and that I know what I'm supposed to be doing right now, which is supposed to be encouraging, I believe that is a life calling of mine, is to encourage youth workers and help them. Um, that's that's my purpose. And so I find how to figure out what how my purpose works within the context of the job that I'm in. So that's number one. Number two, know their motives. Uh, if you want to be successful in your ministry, Why do you do what you do? What is the purpose behind that? Uh, Knowing why behind the what. Why are you running the programs? Why are you at the job you're at? Why are you preaching what you're preaching? If you can know why, the motives, what you're driven by, uh, then you're going to be successful in regards to um, what you're what you're, what you're, you know, what you're going to be doing, you're going to be confident. Let me just say that you're going to be more confident if you know why you're doing what you're doing. You're going to be even more confident, and you'll double down on the things that you're really good at. Uh, the third thing is you're surrounded by people smarter than you. Let me tell you what I learned this a long time ago, probably from guys like Doug Fields and uh, Jim Burns and uh, uh, Dewey Bartoloni and. Um, People, people, whose books I've Duffy Robbins, you know, where you just were, you just had to build a team around yourself who were smarter than you in some areas. I have people with me. My my adult volunteer team is outstanding. They do things and have perspective on things that I do not. And so I didn't build a team of clones uh, of myself, hallelujah, because otherwise that would have spelled absolute disaster. Um, but for me, I got to surround my people with smart, I got to surround myself with smarter people, people who know things more than me, better than me in some th- instances, and not be, not be threatened by that, but allow people to do what they're going to do. Um, the fourth thing is self-control. Uh, having the ability to control oneself and, and when I put self-control there yes I'm you know we're talking about self-control in the spiritual sense uh, but also in the emotional sense I, you know many times when I would uh, fail at something uh, I would uh, is because I lost control I became angry I became uh, paranoid uh, I became Uh, all these negative emotions would flood in and suddenly I would find myself saying something or writing something or emailing something that was born out of an emotional uh, time and an emotional thing. And I just said, look, that's got to quit. I can't operate out of my emotions. I have to operate out of my reason, out of my logic in the sense because if I continually operate out of my emotions, uh, it's going to hurt me in the long run. So self-control is a big issue. If you want to be successful in ministry, you've got to learn to be able to control those things. Uh, The fifth thing is this. Is that you gotta be, uh, find uh, productive ways or productive uses for creativity. Now, uh, I like to consider myself an uber creative person, and so I'm finding ways to do things that. Um, that are using my time well, that are that are finding ways, like when I, last week, and I'll put a link down in the show notes below, um, you know, in creating these 21 days of prayer, these Instagram photos, um, that's what I do with my creative time. Why? Because it, number one, it was a creative outlet for me, uh, but the, even greater than that is the fact that it was going to help students, and I'm still having students, I'm finding great success with it right now, because I have people commenting on it, uh, I have people liking it, those things, which means that they're noticing it, and they're being a part of of it. And so it's helping them. So finding creative outlets that will uh, basically, you're going to find productive ways to use your creativity. You're going to find uh, ways to uh, use the talents and gifts you have to get to, get to the bottom line that says, look, I want to grow the youth ministry. I want to disciple kids deeper. What, how can you use your creative process to do that? Um, and, and, uh, find ways to use it rather than using, you know, because there's ways obviously you can use your creativity that would lend to nothing except just your own uh, whatever. And that's okay from time to time. But ultimately I'd like to use my creativity to, uh, to help with the ministry as a whole. Um, another, uh, trait is this, is that they are decisive. Uh, these millionaires that we're talking about are decisive. They make a decision on a deal. Uh, they get the they get the feedback and input they need. And then they d- make a decision on that. And some of the things I've just had to do, some of the confusion that I've experienced is when I hem-hawed around and did not have an exact date for something. I said, well, when are we going to do this? Well, uh, you know, we're going to, Maybe do it in the fall, or maybe are going to do it in the spring. And you know, sometimes you just have to put the date down and work your way into that event and say, We're just going to do it. Even if it's a huge failure, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to work our way into it, figure it out, get the input, and say, We're going to set the date and then do it. So being decisive and saying, This person's on my team, this person cannot be on my team. That's a decision. We can't linger. We can't uh, allow uh, indecision to kind of frame the conversation where we're not being very decisive about what we want uh, for our team, for our youth ministry. And of course we're listening to the Holy Spirit the whole time. We're saying, look, if the Holy Spirit says definitively for you says, this is it, then let's not, let's not be, let's not, um, you know, delay. Let's, let's hear from the Lord and then say, that's what we need to do. But we need to be decisive about that. Number seven, um, these millionaires, uh, they wind up doing things that uh, are um, uh, doing more than expected. They always do more than expected. And uh, and I, uh, back in the day, uh, because if you don't know, I've been a youth pastor now for about 25 years working with teenagers, that there was, back in the, um, you know, 80s and and early 90s, you know, I, I started to hear that, you know, youth pastors were lazy, And uh, we were we were just the bums of the church and we didn't know what we were doing and all those things. And I committed that that point that said, I'm going to be the hardest working pastor in this church. Now, that wasn't to upstage my senior pastor, but as a staff member and even as a believer, I just said, look, I'm going to look. You'll be able to do a lot of things, but you're not going to outwork me. You can you can preach me. You can outright me, you can out uh, do a, thing, a lot of things, outrun me, uh, but you're not going to outwork me. And so basically I had to decide that I'm going to excel at the things that I wanted to do. And I started to do that and wound up changing perspective and I wound up changing people's opinions of me when I truly said, look, i got to do more than expected. Don't just do this, this thing, add a little bit more value to it. Um, the eighth thing is this is that uh, they are diplomatic. These successful people are diplomatic. And you know what? As a youth pastor, you have to be diplomatic. Uh, You have to be able to listen to two sides of a story. You have to be able to listen to a lot of different voices and being able to discern um, the right path to go. Uh, It can't all be fire all the time where it's just our opinion that matters, that we have to be able to listen, which is one of the points on there as well, is that you have to listen more than you speak. And that's key to um that's key to uh being diplomatic that doesn't mean you're 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 you know laying down for anybody that doesn't mean you're you're doing something uh that's just you know that is I don't know. That's that's making you weaker in some sense. Being diplomatic is not being weak. Di- being diplomatic is the way to go and to listen, uh, to hear people out, and then reach decisions and, and kind of broker deals if you can. Uh, that oh, what is going to be acceptable? What is going to be the acceptable outcome here based on the things that you're hearing? So, being diplomatic. Don't always just say my way or the highway. Uh, isn't isn't a uh, isn't a great tactic um, when dealing with trying to get things done in your church. You have to be diplomatic. You have to be diplomatic with your pastor, diplomatic with your board, diplomatic with your youth team, diplomatic with students, and diplomatic with parents. You just have to be. It's just part of the deal. And if you're not very good at that, now is a good time to uh, work on that. Uh, Number nine is pay attention to uh, details. Pay attention to the details. Uh, A quote that Hill says, says, a good executive, a good leader, or good anything is a person who observes all the things that are happening around him, the good things and the bad things, the positives and the negatives. He says he doesn't just notice those things that interest him, he notices everything that may interest him or affects his interests. And I am constantly watching. I'm not just watching things in the youth ministry. I'm watching things in the church. I'm watching things on people's Facebook pages. I'm watching things Uh, on Instagrams. I'm watching relationships that are being formed. I'm just watching a lot of things. I'm taking a lot of details into consideration when I'm making decisions on things uh, so that I can make good decisions. So paying attention to detail is certainly uh, a key to being successful, successful in ministry as well as business. And the final thing is number 10, as they can take criticism. I'll tell you what I did. Ne- I I I was the worst one at taking criticism. I thought it was always a personal attack against me, and it wasn't. It was people trying to help me, and I always took it as, well, "Why am I wrong? What's my problem? Why don't you like me?" You know, am I not a good youth pastor? And I would come up with all these things as to why I didn't want to listen. That part of that is youth and inexperience that was speaking then. Um, but even as I got older, you know, I, I started seeing that I, the my inability. To take criticism is something I had to deal with personally. I had to deal with it myself because if I couldn't take criticism from my pastor, from my leaders, from other people, if I wasn't a good listener, then it just wasn't going to happen. That uh, that I was going to bury myself. I was going to was digging my own grave by doing that. And so. Um, and so for me, uh, I have to be able to, and if you want to be successful in your ministry, you're going to have to be able to take criticism as well and kind of dig down deep in finding out why you don't like criticism. What is it, what insecurities do we have that make us so vulnerable when somebody says they don't like us or don't like the ministry or don't like the program and suddenly we, you know, have a come apart um, because because somebody said that to us. And when, we can work on that, but let me tell you what, we can go forward and keep the ministry moving forward, keep ourselves moving forward, keep ourselves motivated uh, if we can take that criticism in stride and then be able to move ahead and move forward. Now, the other article, I'll, I'll tell you this, and I won't do a ton of these things. Well, I am going to read them, but I'm going to read them really fast. And Inc. Magazine uh, wrote down, there was 13 things, whiny, pathetic, unsuccessful people never stop doing Ever it says, you know the habits of highly effective people. These people basically do the opposite. So let me just read through them there. And these are all negatives. These are all things that, that whether you're a businessman or a person uh, of faith or a youth pastor especially, you should probably stop doing these things. Number one, procrastinating. Get the things done you need to get done. Number two, Blaming don't blame other people for the for the problem or the issues you've got to own ownership of who you are and what you do and your program has to be at the forefront minimizing uh, the other side of the coin is not it says it's just not that we're extremely unsuccessful people blame other people but they talk down other people's achievements uh, so we can't we can't minimize other people if people are doing well they're doing well if we're doing poorly we're doing poorly and that's our fault number four consuming uh, if you want to be successful spend more time producing and less time consuming and that's everything from fatty junk foods which I'm working on to uh, spending hours of watching uh, TV or pop culture or Or YouTube, or things like that. That you know, I could be using my time right now to be a consumer, uh, but I've done my my homework here, and hopefully that uh, that. Uh, What I'm doing here is not consuming, that I'm producing uh, things, and and I'm trying to decrease my amount of uh, time consuming and more time producing. Number five, talking. Uh, That's the opposite of listening, Um, that we have to quit trying to state our case and be better at listening other people share their hearts. Number six, assuming. In other words, don't assume anything. You know, terrible things happen when we assume uh, that things are the way they are, that we don't assume anything you know, example, if we assume that so many people are going to show up to get on the bus. We have to assume that more people are going to come to get on that bus than not. And we go ahead and reserve an extra driver or something like that for, for an activity. Um, number seven, naysaying you know uh things that we're always putting things down that's never going to work that's not going to that's not going to be any good and this event's not going to be any good and you know we poo poo other people's ideas or we do things like that and so we have to be able to um, stop putting things down and start picking things up and and uh and being more um complimentary, and being better cheerleaders of things, uh, even if we don't like the idea, even if our pastor or associate pastor, whoever that may be on our team, pitches ideas that are just absolutely the worst things in the world. We have to uh, eventually get on board and say, you know what, I'm going to make this work, make suggestions, and let's see how this thing works out. Number eight, malingering. Malingering, that's a big word, malingering. Uh, In other words, Um, they talk about the things they're going to accomplish. In other words, they don't, they're not decisive. They say, they tell all these great dreams I was talking about for a while about doing a podcast. And eventually I had to get off my butt, plug the microphone in, do the homework, do the research, say, I'm going to do a podcast. And and that's what you're listening to now. So you got to quit malingering. That's a great word, by the way. Uh, Number nine, loafing, right? That gets back to working hard. You know, the important thing is take your day off, by the way. When you take your day off, you'll recharge yourself, uh, and you will be ready for the work week, ready to go. Uh, Number 10, equivocating. Uh, You were counting on them to do something for you, Uh, and, you know, or you must have misunderstood uh, that you were, uh, you were sure they were passionate about the, about their, you know, you know, sure about their dreams and so forth, but, you know, you were saying that no matter what these people say, you can be pretty sure they'll be backing off of it later. you say something right equivocating says it says you know that you say something and then you back away from it don't don't do that say what you mean and mean what you say number 11 safeguarding uh, safeguarding there are legitimate times to cut your losses or be cautious however the chronically unsuccessful among us are so crowded by fear of losing what little they have that they never have the courage to try anything great that's a powerful statement that was for somebody out there stop safeguarding quit playing it safe Go for the big thing. And if it fails, so what? Keep going. Number 12, sour graping. Whatever it is that they they couldn't accomplish, uh, they go later on and say, well, this is why it didn't happen. And uh, they didn't really want to do it in the first place. And everybody's against me. And, um, you know, all those kind of things. Don't sour grape. If it's over, it's over. You know, move on, right? And finally, Quitting. Quitting is a, uh, something that unsuccessful people do all the time. Um, they just quit. They just say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm, 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 you know, a little bit of uh, adversity or problems or things like that. And then suddenly they're, they're gone and they're defeated after a year or two, um, you know, of ministry or something like that. And so will they ever be successful in youth ministry? No. But will they, could they go on to be successful elsewhere? Absolutely. But uh, we can't be quitters. We can't quit on our kids. We can't quit on our parents. We can't quit on our church, even though sometimes we want to. Uh, that we have to be people who are not going to quit Because Jesus didn't quit on us So we're not going to quit on the people that he has called us to serve So anyway, those are the highlights uh, today Of, the, uh, of our, our focus of being a leader And focus of being successful in what we do I like being successful I, I hate failing uh, It's terrible It's one of my top fears in life Is failure I don't like it So I work as hard as I can possibly uh, work To make sure that doesn't happen And so that is my goal in life, is to be successful in what I do, as anybody is, no matter what job or role you have. But I hope that that's your role, that you want to be successful as well. Um, Let me give you a few things. Uh, This is uh, going to be... Uh, a, a new little piece I'm going to put in here uh, called uh, In My Ear and I just want to give you three songs that I've been listening to or bands uh, that you may be able to find useful for your youth ministry uh, number one is uh, Pieces by Rob Thomas uh, former Matchbox 20 singer uh, is a good song about pieces about things falling apart in life could be a good song uh, that you may want to use uh, with your students for you know when life falls apart and there's pieces all over the floor what happens after that um, second Band is Pillar. That's just some good primers. The new Pillar album. I'm I'm liking the new Pillar album as compared to like the new Pod album. And the new Pillar album is uh, is just sounding like classic Pod in some ways. Uh, you know, I don't want to say they're the, the the upcoming new Pod, but I'm just saying that their uh, their sound is it just sounds a lot fresher. Whereas the new Pod album sounds like some other P.O.D. albums maybe. But anyway, that's just my opinion on that. If you disagree with that, by the way, feel free to leave me a comment down below, Pillar or P.O.D. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And the final one is there's just a fun song on the end of um, the Bon Jovi, new Bon Jovi album called Bridges, called Burning Bridges. And it's just a fun little ditty. It's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of sticking that into somebody's eye there, I think. Um, but it'd be a fun song about burning bridges and why maybe we should not burn bridges. And that is what is in my ear as of lately. What is in your ear? Leave me some comments down below that let me know what you are interested in. Uh, Be sure to, you can probably uh, listen to this on SoundCloud. Uh, So if you go to soundcloud.com and look for Youth Ministry in Motion, uh, that is where you're going to find this. Um, Also, um, let's see, now it is time for an announcement for a friend of mine. I'm having him come in to introduce this next segment. So please take it away. Dear Little Hobbits, I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure too. The moment of nerd. You shall not skip forward. Uh, Gandalf there introducing our moment of nerd. Uh, If you did not watch uh, the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, I had a bunch of college students over here uh, past Sunday night and we watched it together. And uh, I was excited about it. Uh, I don't think it disappointed. I think it's going to be a slow burn. It's going to build up and it's going to be pretty epic. It's only six episodes, but I think it's going to be totally good. Story-wise and character-wise, so if you watched it, leave me some notes of what you think uh, is, uh, you know, what you thought about it, okay? Um, Also, I want to uh, introduce, well, before the night began, uh, I played a game with these guys. I want to recommend it uh, for your students. It's a really cool spy, kind of guess who the spy kind of game is, uh, called uh, The Resistance, and uh, uh, it is a just a very cool game uh, where you just deal cards, people vote on things. It's interactive, and I think we had we played two or three games of it. Uh, and uh, there are other games out there like it, but uh, but uh, I recommend the Resistance. There'll be a link down in the show notes where you can find the game. It's a fun game to play uh, before your before a meeting or you know before you know if you're just waiting around to do stuff. It doesn't take very long. Each game takes about maybe thirty minutes, maybe or less to play, and it's a really fun game to play, uh, with students if you're just hanging around, uh, one night or a game night at your house. And finally, uh, as a video, if you're into, uh, things on YouTube. Uh, I recommend um, a a website called Bat in the Sun. Bat in the Sun has what's called a series called Superpower Beatdown. Now, I will warn you that not every video, there are some videos in there that have a little bit of a little bit of language or a little bit of something in there. And of course, I don't you know, those you're going to watch those maybe or maybe not. Uh, But there are things like Batman versus Darth Vader. These are live action. by These aren't cartoons. Live action Uh, things, uh, such as Green Ranger versus Ryu, uh, you know, from the Street Fighter game. That's pretty good. I like that one. Batman versus Darth Vader. Um, uh, let's see. Punisher versus Red Hood. Captain America versus Master Chief from Halo. Uh, Wolverine versus Predator. Uh, Superman versus Thor. These are all really, really just uh, <laughs> uh, very cool uh, videos that are very well made and very well done. Now, some of them are good enough you could show them as a pre-service type of thing or as a game type of thing, uh, where kids will vote who wins. Now, of course, if they've seen the video, then you know they're gonna know who wins. If they haven't, though, it may make for a very good uh, pre-service or uh, pre-service game of some kind where kids vote and all the winners get free candy if they voted correctly by the end of the video. And so, uh, but that's called bat. That's youtube.com slash bat in the sun. And I will put a video, um, uh, I will put a video in the uh, in the description in the show notes below that will take you to that. Now, finally, uh, time uh, for your um your moving forward moment here. This is your time of motivation that I want to give to you to close out with, and it is from the book uh, Habitudes. Since we're talking about good habits, this is Tim Elmore, Dr. Tim Elmore, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the book, but it's called Habitudes, Images That Form Leadership Habits and Attitudes, and I want to read a brief, um, just a brief portion here. This is for students. He wrote this for uh, college students, but I think it applies to us, and it's called Pop Quiz. It says, uh, few students around the world actually enjoy taking tests in school examinations are usually met with negative attitude in fact most students hate them however through the years teachers use tests to enable students to demonstrate that they that they what they have learned uh, I had a Spanish teacher who hated giving tests to her classes she was a sweet grandmother type who loved every one of her students and she loved teaching tests were the only negative part of the deal for her she gave us a pop quiz every week and at some point we would always say the same thing before handing out the test And she would say, uh, she would say before I had the test, I wish I didn't have to give you this test, but it is the only way we're going to know whether you're ready to move on to the next section in the course." She was right, tests are no fun, they are, but they are necessary. It's true for leaders as well. I have noticed through the last 24 years of my life that leaders all experience tests at each state of their growth. Tests are opportunities that challenge us to prove our potential and maturity. Let me offer a few truths I have observed about the tests that leaders go through. We all experience tests at, t- at uh, we, I'm sorry, we all experience tests at teach that at teach at each stage of our growth. Number two, our goal is ev- our goal in every case should be to pass the test. Number three, testing always precedes promotion. Number five, uh, two, three, four. Excuse me. Number four, self promotion and human promotion can never replace divine promotion. And number five, just as a product is never used until it is tested, so it is. With us. So if you are struggling with habits in your life, if you're struggling with negative habits, if you're struggling with uh, these things that are just, uh, you feel like they are dragging you down, these negative habits that are, are cropping up in your life, I hope that I've given you enough information today uh, to help you. Uh, in your own personal life, move forward, but also uh, your youth ministry be able to move forward as well, that where you and your youth ministry can be successful, we can experience God's uh, glory in this., uh, we can watch God move mightily in our own lives uh, because God loves the minister more than he loves the ministry and uh, and he loves you today. So be confident of this, that God has under got this thing under control. He has got your life in his hands. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed the youth ministry in motion podcast today, episode two. I hope that you're going to send me your um, your job descriptions, because I would really love to see them, at thedprojectatme.com. And I hope that you will go to uh, my website, thediscipleproject.net, where uh, there are tons of things there. There are uh, a place where you can shop. Uh, get to my website, uh, the uh, shop.thediscipleproject.net, But also, uh, there's a place where you can sign up for the Fresh Impact Newsletter, where you'll get... Uh, Cool stuff in your inbox um, uh, regarding the ministry, regarding the things that I'm doing, that I have going on, things that I'm creating, encouraging words, uh all that kind of good stuff, because I'm more interested in ministering to you than selling to you. Uh, but I do have products that I think would benefit your youth ministry and would in fact move your ministry forward. Uh things like the Blitz, uh, which is a 10-week uh outreach you can do with your students. Um there are plenty of things like Halloween is coming up and uh, we do what was called superhero night. And that was kind of fun. So those are all things you can purchase in the store that would certainly move your youth ministry forward because I believe it uh, did wonders for mine and hopefully it will do wonders for yours. So until next time, everybody, I hope that you've had a fantastic day, uh, that you're going to have a fantastic uh, week ahead of you. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Uh, when we talk about job descriptions on the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. So thanks for joining me today, and uh, keep moving forward, everybody. Bye-bye.